you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I've got Esther Inman here. Um, She and I are colleagues in a mastermind together. I'm so excited to get to know more about her and her business and for you to get to learn um, about Esther and her business as well. She quit her corporate America job seven years ago when she realized that it wasn't suitable for a military wife and mom life. Um, Started working from her home as a virtual assistant and was blown away by how um, simple and low entry uh, level of virtual career and how it just really wasn't known by other spouses, um, military spouses, moms, travel lovers. So after taking her agency to six figures, she's now helped over 4,000 women work um, online as virtual assistants around the world with her program, the 90 Day VA. Um, She's lived abroad full-time as a digital nomad in Bali, which I want to hear more about, Mm -hmm. and now lives in the mountains of Northern California or North Carolina with her 10-year-old son and veteran husband. So hello, Esther. Thank you for being here. Hi, I'm excited to be here. I love talking about all of this stuff. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Give us a, give us a brief background on what were, what were you doing in corporate? What kind of made you like, this isn't working that moment of like, this is not working. You need to figure out something else. What was that like? Yeah. So I started actually my work career as a teacher found very quickly that it was un not just severely underpaid, but like not even a livable wage to live in Southern California, Mm -hmm. unless I was married, which I wasn't, or wanted to like live with my parents forever. So I got out of that. You didn't (laughs) want to live with your parents forever. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I also, it's not just that it's a very underpaid career, but it's also, you just are worked to death. It's insane. Um, And you're already underpaid for the amount that you were supposed to be working. It's crazy. So yeah, teachers, are, we don't deserve teachers. Right, all <laughs> so, um, I transitioned into working in corporate. I started as a product manager and then I moved into like product training for software companies. I really actually loved it. And even though I married my husband who was active duty Marine, and even though we got custody of our son, he was two years old at the time, I really wasn't willing to give up my career. And I really enjoyed having autonomy and I liked my job and I liked doing it, but I, what I didn't like was commuting an hour, waking up at the crack of dawn, never seeing my son, being in charge of all the chores and the errands and bath time and dinner and bed. Cause my husband was gone all the time. I was pretty much solo parenting. It was not sustainable as a female, as a mom, as a military spouse. It was like a joke. There was just no way that this was going to work. Mm-hmm. Anytime he was sick, I, my husband couldn't take off. So I had to be the one to be home with him. Kids get sick a lot in daycare and corporate America wants to give you like two weeks off per year. It was a joke. It was just not sustainable. So I quit. I was very unhappy. Um, I never got to see my family. And it was one of those moments where you're like sitting in the commute for an hour. And I'm like, I look around and I was like, 
oh my gosh, you guys, what are we all doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> this is horrible. You, I picture you like rolling down the windows and like yelling at everyone in the cars around you. Like, what are we doing? It was exactly that. <laughs> And so I started, this is just not what life is about. And so my husband was, he knew how depressed I was really, I really was crying every day. It was horrible. It's not an exaggeration. And so my husband was like, I support you. Like we will figure it out financially. You go for it. So I quit my job and you know, you could say the rest is history. I got virtual assistant job, um, about 30 hours a week within the first few months. Um, and I could work, I pulled my son from daycare. I worked around his schedule. I was so crazy booked out that I was trying to refer the work to my other friends that wanted to work from home too. Nobody knew what a virtual assistant was. Nobody knew how to write a blog post. They're like, what are you talking about? I don't know how to do that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well maybe there's a training you can go through. I'm like, there's no, there's no training that exists. Okay. So I started mentoring women, started with a small group. And now I have actually, we have about 5,000 students now, if not more. Um, so over the years it's grown and I continued to grow my own, um, agency and kept taking on clients and grew that, and then had to close it because my students were taking up so much of my time. So that's the story. And then in there, we moved to Bali and when my husband got out of the Marine Corps and traveled the world for a couple of years until the pandemic, that's it. Caught you up. All right. Well, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, well, I like laugh because when you're talking about the like overwork underpaid, like basically entire society, not set up to support women mm -hmm. and families, like in general, mm -hmm. I feel like uh, last year when everything was like going down with like moms having to be home and like everyone being home and kids being home and like still required to work and blah, blah, blah. Like there was definitely like a handful of us who were just like, I fucking told you so like yeah it's like yeah, that was me like, I was like I've been saying this for seven years right and you're like 90 day VA leave your job come work for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> come learn how to There's work a for better you. way <laughs> that's so funny um okay cool so you basically started out then mentoring other women and friends and other like military wives and being mm -hmm. like hey you can do this and you know I think about like someone like me like I and my like listeners know this about me like I was like not fit to be like stay at home mom like yeah, just only like momming I like well a I like love money too much like there's certain things that I like want to do in life and like I you know that requires income and and like certain things I just want to have and whatever it is and also like love supporting other women in building an empire and achieving the things that they like desire to achieve in life as well mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not getting this out of play dates like something's not working for me here and I, I felt so that a lot of women are like that Yes. But they but don't want to admit it because it's not socially acceptable. Exactly. It's the admitting it part that is like so hard. I was like, I feel like an a-hole for mm -hmm. saying this, like love my child. And it takes nothing away from the, um, like the joy I have of being with her. But like, I kind of want to be like connecting with other women entrepreneurs and like doing other work than just yeah. this. Yeah. Like it was that I had that same moment. So those first few months when I had pulled Ben from daycare, I had thought, okay, well, I'll just work part-time. We'll cut our lives down to depend on my husband's income. Like I'll figure out something part-time from home, even just if it was childcare. Mm -hmm. But then after, during those few months, while I was kind of figuring it out, I was like, I hate this. My whole life is just cleaning and playing trucks with you and not using my brain and running errands. Like I hate cleaning. When did, when, who <laughs> likes that? And so there is a small percentage of 
women who find a lot of joy and purpose in this, but I think the percentage is a lot smaller than the women who get stuck doing that because it doesn't make sense to pay for childcare and have a career because now I have two or three kids and it's more expensive than, um, for me to pay for childcare than for me to work this job. Or it's like, well, I'm a military spouse. I'm just going to follow my husband around because of my issue. The same, like the schedule's too crazy or they feel guilty a lot of times because they don't want to play trucks all day with their kids. Like it's boring and you're not using your brain. Like it's okay. You don't, you don't have to like it. (laughs) I always laugh and say like, I'm like the most non Barbie mom ever. Like I will go like hammer a theme park all day with my daughter or like I took her to the water park yesterday. Like I was like, you wait here. Mommy's going on that big slide. Like I'm all about it. But like to sit and like role play with Barbies is like, yeah. Bulge my eyes out. Um, I think our brains just have progressed and it doesn't mean we don't like enjoy to be with our children. Mm-hmm. It's just, we don't enjoy all the aspects of that. I was just talking to one of my yeah. friends. I was like, man, once my kids hit like the toddler stage, I'm like, all right, time for you to go to preschool. I don't want to deal with your tantrums all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally hear you. But to all of this, it's like, even for those moms who like are kind of like, yeah, they do have a wonky schedule and like, maybe they can't go and work a full-time job and maybe their kid isn't going to go off to like daycare right away. It doesn't make sense for that. And so they have them home, like becoming a VA or like running any kind of little virtual business is almost like a sanity outlet and making money off of it is like, a bonus for them. Maybe if they don't even need it, or maybe that's that just little extra spending money that they need, but like, you don't have to have like a 60 hour packed out virtual assistant agency to like as little as five hours a week. Right. And, and just get a, like a break from the like monotony of your like normal everyday situation. Yep. Yep. And have something that's your own, that's not connected. That's all about your significant other or all about your kids or all about your house management all the time. It's something that's your thing, using your brain, doing something you enjoy Right. <laughs> um, and bonus, it's making you some money so that if you want to pay for someone to clean your house, you can, or if you want to, like you said, use the money to take the kids. Whoa, now I can afford a zoom membership or whatever the thing is that your goal is. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons I love it. Um, it's great for military spouses, moms, people who want to travel. It's great for all kinds of people. We have all kinds of people that are in my program or people that become virtual assistants, but moms is a really good one because you do need something that's flexible. And that's not like, okay, 40 hours per week, but I'm working remotely, but I still have to find childcare for my children. Cause I can't watch them and work at this job like all day, like remote work in the traditional sense still doesn't really work for everybody. So virtual assisting is a really great option. Well, no, not when you need to be like clocked in on something and sitting in on zoom meetings yeah. that like, yes, as cliche as it sounds, like could have been a freaking email for sure. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And you're still like sitting there tied to this and like, having a naked toddler run behind Mm -hmm. you in your zoom all day long is like not acceptable even in like the normal sense there so yeah I I totally agree but I do think there's a lot to say about like creating a, a an online business and like a digital service business being something that helps you keep pieces of you like Absolutely. your own because I you know I see the conversations like in the mom groups I mean I have women who are building businesses you know in the branding space that I'm in or whatever it is and um for them it's like some a lot of them do like one of, I think one of the number one complaints that I hear is like I've lost myself I don't mm-hmm. I, I there's no part of me that is me anymore that is just me. And 
everyone, every single one of these women, whether you're a mom or you are a military wife or you love to travel and maybe were a traveler before you had kids and you want to get back to doing that is like, there is a, there is like a rebirthing, like, and, and a like shedding of an old us at one mm -hmm. point as we like, whether it, it is like get married, have a kid, go through a pandemic, mm -hmm. like whatever it is, right. That we are like something new. I know for me, yeah. it was like, I was so, so creative, like in my earlier stages, like so creative in branding, like got introduced to like, um, graphic design, then like got into design. And then like, it just like went away. And, mm. but like the, this part in my soul that was like, got so much joy out of like getting into the zone of like creating and just doing something for me mm -hmm. that, that like never, I didn't like, it's not like gone with the wind. Right. It's yeah. just so buried down underneath yeah. the housework, the scheduling, the child, like all of the stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like so important for us to be successful in life, to like dig deep and like move the shit out of the way to like get to that stuff that like yeah. gave us so much joy in the earlier years of our life. Yeah. And there's, cause there's always going to be a pile of admin stuff that has to get done. There's always going to be doctor's appointments that need to get scheduled. There's always other things that need to get done. And so I think that we have to start prioritizing what's important to us and what we used to love or be good at or something that we want to get into, whatever those things are. Right. Um, yeah, we deserve it. It's okay. You can do love your children it. and your family and also enjoy to do other things. Yeah. I'm like, I get like, hyped up on that. When I like see someone that, I'm like, yeah, yes, get it girl. Like that is what Me I too. want you to be doing. Yeah. I like praise that. Um, all right. So for people who are like, I want to run a digital service business. I don't quite know what to do. In my mind, I'm like, oh, VA is like the first place to go because I feel like it's like stepping into like a college campus for the first time and being yeah, like, there are time. all of these different things that you can mm -hmm. do with your life, you know, is like how I look at like a VA like type of environment. Yeah. So what is that like? Like when people come in to work with you, like work with you through 90 day VA, um, which is like your core program, right? Like what are, what are the different like avenues that people are going down or how can they, what are they going to learn in there? Yeah. So I always like to teach and recommend that people learn the top requested skills that online businesses are looking for right now. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean, you're, I think a lot of people will go straight towards software development or something in software, but gosh, that's going to be a long turnaround time for you. By the time you start that program to the time that you're making money, good money to even pay back whatever education you had to get is really long. That's why virtual assisting, it's a very low barrier to entry. You can learn these skills in four weeks to 90 days or less, right. sometimes two weeks. Um, and then you can start, you can turn that around and start making money right away. And the top requested skills that we're finding in the industry, this is what is in my program. But even if people don't take my program, I'm like, this is the kinds of stuff that people are asking for. Yeah. Um, and then if like, let's say you choose a different program, you want to make sure that it's one that's always updating based on what people are currently hiring for, because the stuff that they were hiring for five years ago, isn't necessarily what they're going to want right now. <laughs> so yeah. you, this industry is online. So it moves quickly. So different kinds of things would be um, blog writing and being able to write a blog on a topic that you're not necessarily familiar with um, for somebody else's voice so that it actually sounds like them 
as the business owner or as the writer. So we're talking any topics. It can be about cooking. It can be about plants. It can be about children, parenting, so many different kinds of topics. And I love that one because then you get to align it with your interests. If there is some alignment there. Um, I have a student that I'm having on my show soon who is, was a vet tech. And now she does content creation specifically for pet based businesses. And so she gets, cool. to use, it's super cool. She travels around the world, helping animals and volunteering with animals, um, and does this business online now. She's super cool. So that's a great example. That's not the only example, but it's a really good example of how, when you're doing any kind of content creation as a virtual assistant, you can really kind of niche in areas that you're interested in, but you can learn how to like, if someone gave me a topic I didn't know about, let's say it was about how to make a doll. I know enough to be able to write on how to make a doll. Like I can figure it out. I can read, I can watch YouTube, I can do it. And then in half an hour, I'm an expert and I can write a blog post on it and sound like a person who sound like the business owner that hired me. So that's a great skill to have. And it kind of trickles down because then you can turn that into social media posts. You can learn how to make graphics on Canva, or you can use graphics or uh, pictures or images that the client or business owner provides you. Um, Sometimes people are even a VA for local businesses and they might go and take pictures um, once a month of their food or of their plants or something and then use that for the social content for the rest of the month. Um, I saw that a lot when I lived in Bali. There's a girl um, and- in our town who does like where I live, like one or two of them who do that. And they do like social media management and like virtual assistant services for like local restaurants and yeah. like hotels it's right stuff there. Like that. Yeah. And they're like in there hosting influencer uh-huh. events, taking photos, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. It's so smart. You don't need a lot of businesses. Um, they typically, especially if it's a boutique business, which means they're not like with a bigger corporate entity do they have an office in the back where they have somebody running all of their social media and their email marketing and got their DoorDash set up for them and all this? No, <laughs> they don't. It's a poor little person who tried to open a restaurant and just cause they probably love food. And now they're like, wait, I, how do I get people in this restaurant? And how do I get them back in here? What do I do? So right. virtual assistants help implement a lot of that kind of stuff for them. Yeah. I love that. Um, so then after social media, I mean like those, that content, Chris, you can do emails for people and write to their email list. Um, you can do just admin for them of like helping get their documents organized, helping to make meet plan meetings. You can do podcast stuff where you edit podcasts and write the show notes and help coordinate the guests and make sure you have it all together and then post the episodes. Think about all the video content that's going out right now on the TikTok, on the Facebook, on the here, on the, all that has somebody that's creating it. And it's typically not the business owner. It's typically a person just like you that can learn how to do that. And then they can offer those skills to the businesses. So those are some of the top things that we're seeing right now. The other thing I think about with this is like a lot of people, I think get caught up in like, oh, but like the people who are in the VA space, right. Is they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not an agency. And like, these businesses are going to want to hire like this, like full service, like scope. And it's like, no, there are so many entrepreneurs out there. Um, business owners who aren't, don't have agency budget and they want a more intimate connection and a more intimate relationship with one person who can help them with, maybe it's just starts out as like email stuff. And then you start creating Mm -hmm. some graphics for their email. And then next thing you know, that business owner is like, oh, can you do like social graphics? And like, next thing you know, this is what happened with my yes. virtual assistant who is now like my right-hand woman who does like yep. so many things for me. My business would be lost without her. Um, and she knows this. And like, it started out with one thing and just mm-hmm. totally evolved. Her skill set evolved, even just being in the world of my business and me being like, yeah. hey, can you support on this, this, and this? 
business owners need a lot of help. There's a lot that goes into running a business that they don't have time. They don't have expertise. Um, they don't want to do it. There's like no shortage of work. And so kind of just like you just said, getting your foot in the door and just getting started, even if it was just answering DMS and emails about the products or the services that that business is providing. If you just start with that, you can grow very, very quickly and think about how, you know, these businesses have answered those same questions a million times. So even just that service, if you started with that and took that off their plate, that's highly valuable to them. And that's something you can do from your phone while you're sitting at home. <laughs> right. Right. While you're like pretending to play chalks with your kid. Yes, totally. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So other end of the spectrum, I want to talk about business owners, which is a great segue yeah. of what we were talking about of like hiring and finding, like, I think the number one question is like, how do I know I'm ready to like hire someone? And yeah, I'm always like the first person to hire is typically a virtual assistant is like yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to know like your thoughts on that is like, how do you know when you're ready to hire someone? So I don't have an exact formula, which is what I think people want to hear. They're like, okay, if you're making this amount of money in your business, this percentage, then it's time to hire out. It's like, it doesn't really work like that because everybody is different and they're in a different place in their business. What I can say is if you are finding yourself not able to make more money, move your business ahead, close more deals, do the things that make your business income grow because you're stuck doing stuff that somebody else can do. If you are noticing that there is a pull, a time issue there, um, bandwidth issue, um, or so there's that instance, that's times that it's ready to, you really need to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. The other one is if you have, if you're financially able to take a salary and you have some more money and you are not enjoying some of the things in your business, you're not liking it. So for example, I use that example of the customer service thing before. I love my students and I love my customers so much, but I've been running this business for seven years. And if I have to answer the question, what's a virtual assistant one more time, right. I will die. <laughs> so I if, will die. If the answer is I got to close this business. I hate this. Or it's, it is worth it to me to maybe take a bit of a salary cut or take a profit cut or something to like get some help in these areas that I hate doing, but they're a part of my business to keep it running. I am happy to do that. Or it could just be, I want to have more like me. I, I want to have more time with my family and I'm pregnant right now. And like, I have different priorities. And so to me, like, I, I don't mind paying for more help in different areas and maybe not taking home as much money this month or something like that. So that's what I mean about like, it really depends on where you're at, but those are the two instances that I would say um, prevention is preventing you from growing or you're hating those things and don't want to do them anymore. And your business is like on the line or you're willing to make a little bit less money so that you can have more freedom. Yeah. I love all of that. I piggybacking on that one thing that I remember like feeling when I was first getting started and I don't come from, and I think this is a thing too. Like I don't come from a corporate background where I like managed a team before and I'm like already know how to delegate. Like that was actually, and still is something that I'm like always continuing to work on is like how to manage people in an effective way. Cause I'm the type of person I'm just like, yeah, I can just do it. Like I'll just do it. It'll be faster. Like I'll figure it out. And so when I was initially needing to like hire and, and, um, find people to work with, I would do that. And then I would be like, okay, what am I giving them? Like, what are they, at? what are they doing now? So what I started doing 
to make my life easier was like every time I hated doing something or I was like, this sucks. Like the answering the VA question, yeah. I would, I had an ongoing list in, yeah, love like, that. on my notes, on my phone mm-hmm. and, you know, connected to my computer, whatever. And, um, I would just add to it. Like, don't like answering DMS, blah, 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 like whatever it is. So then when I hired someone and initially it was like, okay, I need you to run the inbox of my SLO. So like all the customer service, like that was the thing I like had someone start helping me with was my funnel. Um, And then it was like, she was like, what else can I do? Or I was like, here's all the other things I hate. I'm just going to add you to this note. Like, let me know if you see anything here that lights you up that you're like, yes, I would love to do that. Um, And now like that whole list is like taken care of. Like, I love that idea. I've never heard of doing it that way. That's clever. Well, when, cause I think it's hard, I think it's hard to sit down and be like, okay, I'm ready to hire. Like for someone who like me, like I, I, it's, it wasn't natural for me, I guess I should yeah. say to like hire yeah. team. It, it's never come easy to me. Um, and even like expanding on the role within again, I'm always just like, like, I'll just do it. Cause it'll just get done. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. it's going to get done a certain way. And I think that's something that I've, as I've grown as like an entrepreneur, it's like gotten better for me and easier for me, but it's been a muscle that has, I've actively had to like work out. So for me, that little task of like, every time something takes too much time or I don't like doing it, like, which basically is what you were saying, but like, yeah keeping a log of it so that that. I don't go blank when the time comes. And I'm like, here are all the things that I actually don't like doing. Um, I always say that the goal for people, and this is the, I get a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, how do you only work part-time and run like this million dollar business? And I say it's because I have a filter in my brain. First of all, it's because I've determined what success looks like to me. And so that means that I have income goals. And once they're there, we're good. Like I'm not constantly striving to be more and more and more and more and more. So that's important. The other one is I have a filter in my brain. Now, anytime something comes on my plate, it can literally be something that comes in the mail. Like, let's see, here is a bill, a medical bill. Okay. Here. Anytime this comes, something comes to my, onto my plate, the filter says, can somebody else do this for me? Do I really need to be the one to do this? Can somebody else do it? 90% of the time, someone else can do it. So even this bill, I will take a picture of it and send it to my VA and say, Hey, can you make sure this gets paid? (laughs) I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do this crap. So that, that filter, if you can start to build that muscle, like you said, it'll start to become easier and easier and easier. And then pretty much everything in your business, you will start to realize I only really need to like show up for podcasts and videos and like maybe work on my products that's pretty much it. (laughs) Everybody else can do this stuff. And so that filter will start to get stronger and stronger and stronger. I really love that. (laughs) Like just actively having a filter that anytime something comes up, it's can someone else do this for me? Yeah. And you can use it for your house and your family too. So my kid going to tutoring and activities, Hmm. Do I really need to be the one to drive him? Because I get paid a lot of money per hour for running my business. So somebody else can drive him. Now, 
do I enjoy to take him to some of his activities and like to spend time with him right. in the car? He's, a, he's almost 11 now. Yeah. But do I need to do it every single day? No. So maybe these days someone else takes him and these days I'll take him. Um, right. Cleaning the house, doing dinner, rocking the dogs, all this crap. You can start, you'll start to build this filter and be like, holy moly, there's a lot of stuff I do not need to be doing. You're like, <laughs> all I do are sip pina coladas and uh, lay on my- I lived in Bali, you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So actually let's talk about that. Tell us about your time in Bali. What was that like? Did you just say we need to get away? Let's go. No, this travel. is part of the story I didn't share before. Um, so my husband, when he was getting towards the end of his Marine Corps contract, um, he'd been in for about 10 years. Uh, he started having some very serious mental health issues, which is quite common. Um, we found out later it's not PTSD. It's the other super common one, traumatic brain injury or TBI. Um, but the symptoms that were happening were very scary. Um, very, it became unsafe for my son and I to even live there with him anymore until he could get stable on medication and get the help that he needed. It takes time for them to figure out exactly what's wrong and to figure out the right kind of cocktail of medication for these veterans. And during that time gap, he couldn't work and there was no disability and there was no even unemployment for him that had started. So his contract with the Marine Corps ended and there was this big gap. And so, yes, I was working, but it wasn't enough to maintain our entire lives. And also being a caregiver for somebody, I couldn't work as much as even if I wanted to normally, I was now caregiving for somebody who could, was having a very difficult time, even functioning. and was in and out of the doctor and hospital and stuff. So we ended up losing our home. We moved into a one bedroom apartment with two great Danes and a child. (sighs) My car got repossessed. We got on food stamps. We literally had like no money for food and had no food and had to go get emergency food stamps. It was horrible. Um, and so it got unsafe for me to be able to live there. My therapist and his therapist said, you need to go, (laughs) it's time to leave. And so he wasn't going to be okay for a while. And I knew that. And so I knew that it would be better for me and my son if we were removed from that situation, because otherwise I was just going to go back into that situation and he wasn't going to be any better. So it wasn't going to get better. So we saw this opportunity. And so we started traveling. We did a little bit of America and spent some time with family healing a little bit. And we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. How old was your son at the time? Uh, Seven, six. He was six. Okay, cool. Um, he's such a little adventurer because even before then him and I had traveled a whole bunch together. Cause once I started working online, it was like, well, let's take the summer, babe. And let's go around and do stuff. So that was not weird for us. And all of my stuff was already in storage. And we already had one bag really per person that we were kind of living out of. And then I got an opportunity to take a teaching position in Bali, working as a digital marketing instructor for some business retreats that were kind of run consistently, Mm -hmm. um, for people from around the world would come and attend them. And so I was like, okay, well, let's do that. I could do it on top of my client work. So I went, I checked it out for a few months. I loved it. And then my son came out and joined me. I got a house. I got a nanny slash like staff people. I got it all set up. I got him into a local school. It was great. And then about a year since we had first initially left, my husband did get on some solid medication. He did get the help that he needed um, and was doing much better. And he flew out to Bali to win me back. And we repaired our marriage and continued to live in Bali and travel the world for the, for the remainder of our time in Bali. So we were there for a total of three years. Wow. That's like quite a story, quite a story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I think at like face value, people are like, Oh, went to Bali traveled, you know what I mean? But there is such a like, 
like such a story behind all of that. Most people who are in Bali, it's because they've gone through some kind of a trauma. They don't tell you this, but Mm -hmm. Bali is like a healing place and people go there either because they're like trying to get something entrepreneurial going, um, or because, and, or because they have gone through something very difficult and Bali is kind of this very, not kind of, it's a very healing place. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of, um, you can get massages. They have yoga. It's yeah. very chill. Everyone has a pool. Nobody cares how much you work or don't work. They don't judge you. You can have staff that takes care of everything for you. So it's a very healing environment. Um, and so that's why a lot of people are there. You don't know that until you've lived there a while. And then you're like, man, all these people are weird. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> huh, that sounds really enticing. Right about yeah. We, we've all been through some stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've got trauma check. Okay. Booking flight out of here. You love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So where can everyone find you, um, through social media, your website, give us the, yeah. so I love hearing from people. So shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know. You heard me on the show. Ask me any questions you have about being a virtual assistant or hiring a virtual assistant. Um, my Instagram is Esther underscore Inman. My name is spelled E-S-T-H-E-R. And then I also, my website, virtualassistantinternship.com. I have free resources there for how you can get started as a virtual assistant. And we have a free form for if you would like to hire a virtual assistant or hire some kind of virtual team member. And we even offer placement services. If you're like, I don't even know what I need and I don't want to interview anybody. I don't have time. We offer those kinds of things too. So we have all kinds of resources for everybody. Either connect with me on Instagram Instagram or go to virtualassistantinternship.com. Love it. So wait, real quick on the placement stuff. Cause that's pretty cool. Mm. Is that like a big, is that like a bigger part of your business? Like do a lot of people come to you looking to find support? Um, so we get, so there's free, you can post your job for free and those go to my students. We have at least one per day, sometimes three per day for my students. Yeah. Um, people who like pay us to do the placement services, we get like three to five per month. It's kind of its own That's branch. Cool. It's something we're looking to grow. Yeah. Um, and we, we vet the students on your behalf. We'll look at their portfolios. We'll look at resumes. We even offer a next tier where we'll interview for them and recommend like the number one person um, that we think would be the best. So yeah, it's really for people who are really busy or just are not really knowing what they're doing. It's funny. Cause I've had people who are like, I went through a round of hiring myself last time and it was so time consuming. I don't want to do it again. Can you do it? And we're like, they're just like purely scarred from the last yeah. time. Yeah, that's a lot. You'll get like 50 to hundred applicants on a good day. That's like a low amount. And so, um, that in my soul, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a system, we know how to do it. We do it fast. We have templates. And then we just are like, here's three people that are perfect. Or here's the number one person. We think that's perfect here. Hire them done. Yeah. I think that that's amazing. I'll probably be reaching out to you. <laughs> yeah, you can find it on the on the website if you click hire a VA. They're all on there. <laughs> amazing. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. I feel like people got some really valuable stuff that they can dive into. Um, definitely check out um, Esther's social platforms. Reach out to her. Mention the podcast that you listen here. Um, check out her 90-day VA program if you are... Um, wanting to tap into the online space, you're wanting to build a virtual online business, um, start providing services for other business owners, make some money, figure out where you want to go with it. And um, thank you for being here, Esther. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to connecting with some of your listeners. Yes. See you guys on the next episode.